1: You are listening to On The Daily, the
0: RotoViz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by RotoViz Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the December 14th, 2017 edition of On The Daily. I'm Heath Kruger. You can follow me on Twitter at HeathK. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, it's Nick Giffen, the crusher of DFS Souls himself. You can find him on Twitter at Rotodoc. Nick, how's everything going tonight, and are you ready to really get into this week? That's one of the last few that we have on the slate here
2: yeah i'm I'm excited uh I took the last two weeks off two weeks ago was to focus on the f f p c and this uh this past weekend, I, I also wanted to focus on the first round of the FFPC, but uh, this week I'm back in the saddle. We're gonna play some DFS this week, so I'm ready. Yeah, it was a little unfortunate. You linked me that lineup that you
1: Love a Good Deal? Sale into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine, polos from sixteen ninety-nine. Find your nearest store or shop online
2: only at Banana Republic Factory.
0: We were considering for cash and they believe it was last week. That looked like it could have took down some GPPs.
2: Two weeks in a row, man. I mean, I had that Kansas City stack two weeks ago that I was all about. And uh, then this past week, I I really, especially that cash game trio of running backs, uh, Sean McCoy, Ty Gurley, Gio Bernard, would have been a good team. But, uh, you know, that's life. Hey, I mean, it's just going to translate into this week. Just keep that hot streak rolling, right? There you go. I I tend to do better at the end of the season anyway. I had my... Uh, a big shot at a million dollars last year. Uh, I think it was this exact week. Yeah, well, if you don't get it, let's hope a listener gets it. So let's get into everything. But
0: before we do, want to remind everyone you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content, and it also supports the pod. All right, let's begin With our cash game plays, Nick, and we're going to start at the running back position. Some pretty obvious plays. A lot of names that we've, we know, we're quite familiar of this week, you know, of this season. Excuse me. A couple of Saints running backs. A couple of Patriots running backs. And we have an elite running back finally getting back on the main slate. So, uh, so Nick, who are some guys in cash games at the running back position that you're considering this week?
2: Yeah, I mean. uh... Definitely, I think you have to consider Le'Veon Bell, um, obviously 9,300 on DraftKings, but it's New England, and uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. It's obviously the highest scoring uh, per team total, or over-under, I should say, on the slate there, and Le'Veon Bell and uh, Antonio Brown have just been lighting it up lately, so... Um, I think you know, Le'Veon Bell is going to get plenty of volume with with so many points that are expected to be scored. you got to think Le'Veon Bell will have a chance or two in the red zone. And New England uh, isn't exactly the best versus pass-catching running backs. They allow uh, higher-than-league average targets, higher-than-league average yards. So um, I think in all facets of the game, Le'Veon Bell is going to be used. He's going to be very popular, but uh, rightly so, for cash games. So certainly on board with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I think Kenyon Drake, 5,800, considering the work he's been getting and uh, what we've seen him just do recently, obviously he just ate up the Patriots in terms of uh, raw yardage, putting up 114 on the ground, 79 in the air. He's had... um, at least third, or at least twenty through the air in uh, three of his past, sorry, four of his past six games. There, so he definitely gets uh, some targets in the past game as well, and uh, of course, some of those were even before the Damian Williams injury. So the past two games, he's just been incredible. Now he gets Buffalo, who again Buffalo has been hemorrhaging yards on the ground. Uh, obviously, they had the snow game there against Indy, and so Frank Gore got to pile up a bunch of carries. Not exactly uh, the greatest yards per carry, but. Buffalo still has been somebody you can eat up on the ground. So I think Kenyon Drake, both between uh, the amount of receiving work he's gotten and the fact that he's got a great matchup against Buffalo, certainly a guy I want to look at for cash games. And then, um, really, it's just trying to figure out what other direction you want to go. Do you want to pay up for a third running back? Do you just want to go two running backs? Um, do you want to pay down for a third running back? I think there are certainly some options. I think some people will be on Mike Davis. I'm not in love with that as much. Um, I think... Uh, you know, I guess if you do want to beat L.A., I tend to like to beat them through the air. I mean, we saw Carson Wentz before he got injured beat them through the air with all those passing touchdowns. So I'm not a huge fan of the Mike Davis play. I think some people will be on it, and I think that it's okay, but um, not my favorite play there. So I think I'm, you know, this might be a week where I go two running backs in cash. If I do go with a third running back think it's probably going to be uh, Mark Ingram just because he's a discount to Kamara. And um, Kamara coming off the concussion, he probably will get his full workload, but don't know for sure. So uh, I, I, I still like Mark Ingram. That offensive line is just so good there. And they're heavily favored against the Jets. One other thing to keep an eye out is Leonard Fournette. Um, I do think if he's fully healthy and good to go, you could consider him in cash games as well but he has a new injury this week which is a quad injury he hasn't been listed uh for a quad injury at all yet this year so between the ankle between the quad um i think there's some Cause for concern with Leonard Fournette, you know, he had a foot injury earlier this year. So there's a lot of, I think, connection going on in those leg, uh, the limbs there. So um, I, I would, I really would want him to be fully healthy before I consider him in cash games. Um, if he's somehow out, then obviously you have to take a look at uh, the Jacksonville backup backs there. But uh, right now at this point in time, it might be a week where, I only go two running backs, you know, maybe just Le'Veon Bell and Jay Ajayi. I definitely think they're the obvious plays. But I don't mind paying up for another running back. My preference would be Mark Ingram.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I like that. Uh, and, and I'm assuming you mean Kenyon Drake, Le'Veon Bell and Kenyon Drake.
2: Yeah, who did I say? I think you said Jay Ajayi. Yeah, I meant Kenyon Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Miami guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Kenyon Drake and Le'Veon Bell, two pretty just obvious smash spots. Um, and there are some other names I think that people might throw around to consider. Of course, you got to keep the Saints running backs in play, but I guess when you have a guy like a Le'Veon Bell, when you don't have to try to guess between the two, you might as well just go with the Le'Veon Bell and the Kenyon Drake and just kind of be happy with that, as Drake's just been killing it as of late. Um, Gurley, I think, could be an interesting direction. I don't know if you really have to go that way, at least in cash. The one name I I was kind of intrigued by and I wanted to get your thoughts on – Minnesota taking on the Cincinnati Bengals this week. And on DraftKings, Latavius Murray is 4,900. Has been seeing a lot of increased volume. And when the the game script has been going Minnesota's way, they have been feeding him just a plenty of touches, especially around the goal line as well. For a cheap running back this week, do you think it's necessary if you want to spend up elsewhere to go with Latavius Murray? Or do you think the better option is just to really... Grab two, you know, grab two of these guys, Le'Veon Bell, Kenyon Drake, and just be happy with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think you're right in terms of the game script that Latavius Murray has benefited in, in positive game script. The first game he's really actually uh, played since um, you know since the injury to Dalvin Cook, where they lost, was this most recent one against Carolina, and he only had nine rush attempts. So you really want the game script to be in his favor. Of course, they're at home against against Cincinnati, so uh, it should be in his favor. Right now, they're eleven point favorite, so I definitely think you could consider Latavius Murray. I really like that play in GPP. Um, but uh, I guess I don't mind it in cash as well. You just, you're really relying on a touchdown for Latavius Murray, and, uh, you know, I think um, in cash games, it might be a little too touchdown to pin it, but I certainly like to call on GPP. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's move on to the
0: next position, Nick, the wide receiver position. Um, some Again, some familiar names that you're going to see on here, um, some names that have kind of let us down as of recently, and, you know, it's, it's probably going to be going back to that, that Steelers Patriots game, and it's really going to come down to where you kind of choose to spend your money this week. Is there? There's going to be some tough decisions. So, so yeah, who are some guys that you're considering this week at wide receiver in cash?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because if you play Le'Veon Bell, do you also play Antonio Brown? That's a lot of your salary. You're gonna have to find some value. So you may have maybe have to go with another value running back instead of paying up for two running backs if you play Antonio Brown. So those are some decisions that are gonna have to be made and um you know I definitely don't mind Antonio Brown and cash the dude just gets crazy crazy volume I mean you look at his game log 144 169 101 213 yards and uh six touchdowns in that four game span there so you can't really go wrong with with Antonio Brown, and I think you have to kind of play him in cash. So if you play both him and Le'Veon, then you're probably looking at paying down at, at the if you go with three running backs, paying down for two running backs, uh, one being of course Kenyon Drake, and the other maybe finding another value running back. Maybe it is Latavius Murray, uh, maybe it's Samadji P. Ryan. So you know you're really gonna have to figure out how to attack this slate if you decide to pay for both Leviana and for Antonio Brown. So it definitely complicates things. If you decide to forego the Antonio Brown route, I don't mind doing something where you play like kind of too expensive wide receivers or maybe um, not like super expensive but kind of medium expensive like Michael Thomas I really like against the New York Jets. He's just been getting an insane amount of volume. He has insane consistency. Our friends over at Fantasy Lab, if you look at their duds metric, he only has an 18% dud rate over his past 16 games, which is awesome. It's one of the best in the slate. Uh, in and in a decent matchup, the Jets hemorrhage points through the air, especially in touchdowns. So I'd expect probably a touchdown from Michael Thomas. So I, I like that play. Um, you could consider Brandon Cooks, but if uh, you know Hogan is going to be out there, I kind of like Hogan a lot better. It sounds like he's probable at this point in time, and he's only fifty five hundred. Um, Pittsburgh is has definitely. Uh, struggled a little bit more recently in the past game. So I I like Chris Hogan and Cash. I certainly don't mind that play. If you want to continue to find some cheap value, um, not super cheap, but good value at the wide receiver position, I like D.D. Westbrook. Um, I know some people will maybe talk about, for example, Devin Funchess. Uh, Funchess right now is 6,600 against Green Bay on DraftKings. But if you look at his last four games, uh, 6, 12, 7, and 7, Look down $1,500 cheaper to Dady Westbrook over his last four games, 6, 10, 9, and 8. Especially those last three, which is, of course... Dede Westbrook, his first game as a pro was only six targets, air quote only. His next three games, 10, 9, and 8. So an average of nine targets per game. Funchess isn't even averaging that over his past three. So I like, say, that if you know if you had to pick one between Funches and Dede Westbrook for cash, I definitely like Didi Westbrook. Um, $5,100. As I mentioned, averaging nine targets over his past three more than teammate Marquise Lee. So I think he's slowly becoming maybe a 1A option to Marquise Lee's 1B. If not, at worst he's kind of a 1b to marquise lee's 1a there over in jacksonville the matchup is just fine against houston so um i i think you're gonna have to find some places to pay down i think dd westbrook 5100 certainly a spot you could uh, definitely make an argument for jamison crowder as he'll be avoiding patrick peterson at 5600 and he's definitely been uh, a lot better the second half of the year than he was the first half of the year so um, I think there's some good pay down spots at wide receiver that uh, maybe you could jam in both Bell and Brown, go cheaper running back, and find a couple cheaper options at the wide receiver position. But um, yeah, it's 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 really tough. I'm curious, first of all, n- not in addition who you might, what other names you might have, but how you're approaching the expensive, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown situation this week. I think I'm going to approach it the same way as you. I'm
0: probably going to opt to go with Le'Veon Bell. And leave Antonio Brown probably for my GPP lineups um, if his ownership doesn't project to be super high. That is, as I do, I, I do think these spots are just so much more favorable for New England, even though they are in Pittsburgh this week. I don't know, just just a personal bias of mine. But anyway, I'm really surprised that you're not on Devin Funches, but I, that does make sense. He is a little more up there in terms of salary at 6,600 and you had thrown out some guys that I really like for cash, Chris Hogan. Um, I was surprised by the DD Westbrook call because I was going to be all over Marquise Lee, but I think you're right on that call, you know, with the, at least on DraftKings, $700 savings, um, and targets that are are much more valuable and just as numerous as Marquise Lee. I I love that call. It might be a, an adjustment I make myself. Um, What do you think about Robert Woods in that same area in a nice, yeah, pretty nice matchup really against this just decimated Seattle Seahawks secondary for 5,700 coming back um, in one of these games that I expect to shoot out as Russell Wilson has just been kind of carrying this team on his back. And we know the the Rams themselves are, you know, to have a quite potent offense. I expect this to be a high-flying game. What do you
2: think about Robert Woods? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely getting a discount compared to where he was in his most recent game, but that was four games ago against Minnesota. He's missed the last three. I, you know, I'm not sure how much he's going to play. Obviously coming off that shoulder injury sounds like he's going to be fine, but there is a little bit of injury concern. Uh, the matchup is obviously better than it's been given the injuries to Seattle secondary, but, um, you know, I, I just, I a a little hesitant to play a guy coming off an injury. Now, of course, I also did mention Chris Hogan, but uh, I am a little, a little hesitant to, come, to play a guy coming off an injury like that. So um, if I did, I'd probably rather have Chris Hogan. He did play last week against the Dolphins. Didn't have a great game. Um, five targets, one catch for one yard. So I would be very hesitant for Robert Woods as well, because you never know if he could put up some kind of a a similar line, and they both had shoulder injuries, so something to think about there with Robert Woods in cash. In GPP, I think it's fine. Um, Obviously, I also wouldn't go crazy on Robert Woods in GPP, but uh, I think there's more upside there than there is safety, so uh, I think in cash, I don't want to take too much risk there with Robert Woods. Fair enough, fair enough, and then Two more guys to
0: throw your way. So you had mentioned Michael Thomas. He is a little pricey this week in just an absolute smash bot um, against the Jets. 7,400 on DraftKings. Does Alvin Kamara coming back kind of give you pause when it comes to cash lineups? As we've seen in previous weeks, Drew Brees, his pass attempts really come down quite a bit when those two running backs are rolling. And then one more to consider, kind of in that same mid-range, Marquise Goodwin against the Tennessee Titans for 6000 with the new, the new real handsome quarterback in town, Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think of those two guys?
2: Well, I mean, so Michael Thomas, I, like I said, I do like him in cash a lot, and the Kamara situation doesn't bother me. I mean, Kamara's been there every game, including this most recent game for at least part of it, uh, and Thomas had 14, 9, 8, 11, 10, 11, 8, 11, you know, I mean, just super mad consistency. He hasn't had uh, fewer than 52 receiving yards over his last, what is it, eight games, so um, uh, you know, at least five receptions all of those as well so he's just been the model of consistency there I don't see any reason why uh, he wouldn't continue to have that kind of consistency uh, and he is pretty good at t- quite high actually I'd say touchdown equity so I-, I like Michael Thomas in cash and Kamara really doesn't factor into my decision with Michael Thomas um, as far as Marquise good when the matchup's very good uh, obviously he's um, got a lot of air yards he gets a nice depth of target he's had a uh, 99 and 106 receiving yards the past couple games before that 78 83 68 so uh there's a lot of potential there for him i really like him in gpps i'm more concerned in cash because of that depth of target that uh you know sometimes he becomes a little busty in terms of uh his his overall production a low catch rate um for example you look against arizona Eight targets, two receptions. Now, of course, Patrick Peterson, I'm sure, factored into that, but uh, he can be a little boomer bust. So uh, I tend to shy away from those types of guys in cash, especially when they're priced up. I mean, he's never been priced as high as he is now. He's six thousand dollars, and in his career, he's never been priced this high. He's usually a guy who's been hovering in the three thousand dollar range, occasionally getting into four thousand. Last week, of course, fifty one hundred against Houston had a massive game, but. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the matchup's very good, and I like him in GPPs, but I think in cash I worry maybe just a touch that um, he can be a little bit boom or bust, and he's also at his highest price point of, like, ever by quite a significant margin. Great stuff, Nick. All right, let's move on to the next position, the
0: quarterback position. We were talking a little bit off-air about this. It's one to where there are some quite obvious and just quite good spots, Um, but – You know, this is kind of a week if you want that nice spot, you are going to have to pay with the exception of one or two names that may be a little more risky. So yeah, who are some guys at the quarterback position you are considering for your cash lineups this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a really, really interesting week in cash games because uh, I think there's a select handful of of quarterbacks that make sense and they all tend to be like you said on the expensive side of things um i know one of the best ways to increase your expected value for your lineup is to pay down a quarterback but i think most of people will be paying up at quarterback this week in cash games um i mean obviously you can start right at the top with tom brady they have uh a very high team total, the highest, second highest team total on the slate at 28 points, but he is $7,600. The highest team total on the slate goes to the New Orleans Saints, and Drew Brees is $6,500, so $1,100 cheaper, but you also have to remember they've got that great running game there in New Orleans, and they score a lot of touchdowns on the ground. Facing the Jets helps. The Jets have allowed the second most passing touchdowns this year, so Um, I certainly don't mind Drew Brees in cash. I think there's a very high floor there um, just because, uh, you know, he he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. The, Saints have such a high team total relative to Breeze's salary, and there's enough touchdown upside there that uh, it it should go, you know, I don't don't see any reason he doesn't throw for at least like 200 yards against the Jets here, uh, unless they absolutely just totally blow him out and don't have a need to, but he's only thrown for 200 yards, fewer than 200 yards twice this year, and uh, most of the time he throws around 250 or even more, um, especially recently. So, I think uh, I think Drew Brees is fine in cash. Um, Brady is okay in cash, but I'd probably rather not pay that much for him. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is somebody I'd rather pay for in this game. I know they have a little bit lower, or sorry, a little bit um, yeah lower team total than the Patriots, but if that means they're going to be playing from behind at home in a decent matchup, uh, I certainly don't mind Ben Roethlisberger playing. You know, playing him in cash games as well, and he's been just incredible recently since the since the Steelers buy, he's had, I think every finish has been QB 10 or better. So uh, Ben Roethlisberger has just been on fire. And I think definitely in a situation in a high scoring game against new England at home, you, you, you can use him. The question then becomes like, are you using too many Pittsburgh Steelers? But I don't mind that. I mean, there's a, such a high floor there with the game situation, the matchup at home that you can do all that. Um, if you want to pay down, uh, I guess you know it's it's kind of ugly this week but uh, I guess you could maybe go with Blake Bortles but I'm just I think this game might get out of hand so you probably don't need to do Blake Bortles in cash maybe more of a GPP, GPP type play Um, but uh, yeah I think you're probably paying up and I think my favorite cash game play if you're paying up is is probably Drew Brees maybe Ben Roethlisberger and I can certainly see an argument for Cam Newton as well I mean you got a lot of rushing equity and it's a great matchup against Green Bay so Hard to go wrong uh, with either of those three guys, 67, 65, and 6400 on DraftKings. Maybe you actually do go Cam just because he's the cheapest of the three.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough decision. I'm almost just kind of how running back and wide receiver has really looked in terms of all the salary you can spend to get just some fantastic plays. It's going to be really hard to choose a quarterback. And honestly, I every time I kind of look through the list, I just keep coming back to Blake Bortles' name as – Difficult as that is to consider for a cash game lineup, but the matchup against Houston is just, it's a smash one. This Houston secondary has just been giving up so, so many points to opposing quarterbacks and they actually, it you know, kind of operate in a, in a lot of ways, it's like a, one of those filter defenses, it, especially if Leonard Fournette does not go, maybe they do just rely on Blake Bortles and his newly, you know, found weapon, D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee. Um, I certainly won't see it get past him. I think their team total is I believe they're tied for fourth highest on the slate um, on the main slate. It's not that terrible, but I think I'm with you. I think I'm gonna end up uh, going to Cam Newton as even though his passing yards have not been blowing anybody away. this is a really nice matchup against Green Bay. He's kind of priced down. you don't have you don't have the same worries um like you do with a Drew Brees. You know the the offense is gonna go around to him. That Jonathan Stewart week is just in my opinion, just a real outlier. I expect the offense to go right back to him and rely on him um and his rushing ability. His, you know, maybe not as uh, voluminous in previous years as goal line work, but still there. And then, you know, the the offense has just been running better as of late without Kevin Benjamin when Devin Funch just kind of stepped up. So I think he's going to, guy that I, going to be the guy. I end up um, playing in cash, but I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still not 100 percent on that decision.
2: Yeah, and I think if you do play him in cash, you probably want to avoid Kelvin Benjamin or Devin Funches, I should say, um, just because there's a positive correlation between those two. Then if you know, if Cam has a bad game, then it's certainly possible that Funches has a bad game. They can bring each other down. Um, or if you know Cam scores some rushing touchdowns, then uh, Funches may not get any touchdowns or anything like that. So I'd probably avoid playing the two together. Now, obviously, in GPPs, because of that positive correlation, there you could play them together in GPPs, no problem. But uh, given what we know of the slate that you're paying up for either Brown or Bell, maybe both, uh, I think you, you probably – it makes a lot of sense to drop from Funches down to a guy like D.D. Westbrook this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fantastic stuff, Nick. All right, let's move on to our last position, the tight end position, and it's an absolute wasteland, Nick. I don't know about you, but – I went through every single game. Um, I have four names written down and I think I only feel good about two of them. So maybe you could help me out here and go over some names at the tight end position that you do feel comfortable utilizing in cash this week.
2: I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I actually really hate the tight end position this week. Um, I think it's just a total, total disaster out there. Um, I guess you could go with Jimmy Graham. Um, I, you know, I think, if you're, if, if, if you're playing LA, like I said, the way you want to beat them is through the air. Uh, tight end is not a bad matchup for them. Graham is priced a little bit down at 4900 Um, you know, he's been 5000 6000 in recent weeks. So don't mind the price discount. The problem with him has been the targets. Um, six, four and two, the past three games is not what you want to see from a cash game tight end. That's $4,900. So, um, certainly pretty tough there in, in that regards. Um, Obviously, Gronk and Ertz are in play. Um, the concern there with Ertz, of course, is Nick Foles. How is Foles going to be? I like that pairing in GPPs. I think there obviously is some concern in cash games. Um, Gronk, it's just a matter of he's so expensive and you're paying up. So really just a, a terrible week at the tight end position. I think Jimmy Graham is probably the guy I'm going to go with. And then uh, depending on you know how a salary and roster and Things like that work out. Um, I could also see Kyle Rudolph. Now, of course, he's also questionable, so uh, you need to kind of keep an eye on that. But I think Kyle Rudolph, if you if you absolutely are like if you're like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars short from Jimmy Graham. You know, you, you got 4,800 left over and you can't fit in Graham. I don't mind Kyle Rudolph in cash games as well. The matchup versus Cincinnati is very good. Uh, and he's been playing a lot better towards the second half of this year. You look at his game log, 10.8, 22.3, 13.6, 13.10. Uh, and even before that, eight 8.7, then 14.7. So um, much better the second half of this year. They're getting him much more involved. But I don't love it. I'd much rather have Jimmy Graham than... Kyle Rudolph in cash. Um, I guess if you really, really want to like pay down, um, you know Jesse James, I think will be a popular name. But uh, again, I don't love the situation here. I think it was a great matchup for him last week against Baltimore, and I think that's why he saw as much volume as he did. Also, Juju Smith Schuster was out, so uh, I think that really um, pushed things towards Jesse James there. I don't love it this week. Maybe more of a GPP play than a cash game play.
0: Yeah. It's it just it just stinks. It's like with Kyle Rudolph, it, it you know we're recording this Wednesday night, everybody. He did not practice Wednesday. I believe he left the game Sunday in a walking boot. So that is certainly not anything good for his prospects. Um, you don't even get the good matchup of. I mean, Ben Watson's taking on Cleveland, so that's a name you kind of want to you know maybe toss around, but you got to pay up for him 3,800 on DraftKings.
2: That's just, and he had what one target last week or something like that. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So So, I understand he had a great game against Cleveland earlier this season, but that is, that's kind of highway robbery for that kind of, you know, potential floor that absolutely zero floor almost for him. It's Jimmy Graham seems like the guy. And then I don't know, maybe if you just want to completely punt the position, maybe just go with like a Garrett Selleck. I don't know. It's, it's, it makes me. It tempts me to like in spots like these, just to find a guy in a you know potential shootout matchup that at least has been seeing um, decent volume as of late, and might get, maybe catch a touchdown and just go as cheap as possible. Um, even eh, I don't know. I, I'm 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 going to be thinking about this probably up until Sunday. Probably go with Jimmy Graham with you, but I'm I'm not ruling out just completely punting the position altogether and just finding value at the other you know running back and wide receiver positions.
2: Yeah, I'm also with you there. And if you do, I think a couple other names you could look at are both the Cleveland tight ends and Joku and Devalve. David and Joku's 2,700, Devalve 2,500. And uh, Joku six four and two targets in his last three games, so that's an average of four targets per game. Um, you know, before that one, then six seven five five. So there's some potential for for targets there. If you look at Devalve, he's 200 dollars cheaper, not as many targets three three two three. Uh, so. Um, But the matchup against Baltimore is one you always want to pick on uh, the way they've played the tight end position this year. So I don't mind that. I mean, obviously we saw that uh, Njoku had a – or I should say not Njoku, but um, Jesse James had a big game against Baltimore last week. And now with uh, the departure of Kenny Britt from Cleveland, um, maybe that frees up an extra target or two. Britt wasn't very good anyway, but uh, I I, I guess – in that case, I wouldn't mind totally just punting with a guy like Njoku. Michael Floyd 2.0, Kenny Britt? <laughs> no chance.
0: <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the cash game segment. Let's move on to the next segment of the show, Nick. The Contrarian corner. Some of your top contrarian plays at any position where you're really just looking to pivot off the chalk and gain some leverage in tournaments this week. Um, yeah, who are you looking at? Um, is it you know a particular player? Is it a spot you know where you can pivot off of to another side of the offense that everyone's you know expecting the other side to go off? Um, yeah, what are some spots you're looking at to to be contrarian this week in tournaments?
2: Yeah, uh, I definitely like um, Brandon Cooks. I know we talked about Chris Hogan maybe in cash games. But Cooks will also be a beneficiary um, of this high-scoring game, uh, of the fact that You know Pittsburgh has struggled a bit more against wide receivers lately due to some injuries. So I think um, you know obviously Brandon Cooks can get downfield as well. Uh, I I definitely like the fact that he'll probably be less than fifteen percent owned, probably even less than ten percent owned at least in that neighborhood. At seventy one hundred dollars, a good pivot off Michael Thomas. Uh, Like I said, a good leverage off of Chris Hogan will probably be higher owned. And uh, yeah, I mean I think he's he's in a really good situation there as a guy that could be low owned in a high scoring game and that's something you always want to see is these these guys that are um you know in high scoring games that are that are low owned and that have just massive upside potential like Brandon Cooks always does um I know we talked about Didi Westbrook but I like Marquise mm-hmm. Lee as well and I think he'll be lower owned than Didi Westbrook just because what we've talked about fewer targets than Westbrook in recent weeks and more expensive, so um, I definitely think you want to take advantage of that matchup there. Marquise Lee versus Houston will be um, a good matchup and probably a bit contrarian there. So uh, if if I'm playing Blake Bortles in GPPs. Uh, you can double stack D to Westbrook and, and Marquise Lee. That's totally fine. But I also just like uh maybe just single stacking with Marquise Lee and getting some leverage off of Westbrook. Now, maybe not the best play, but I, I certainly think in uh if you're multi-entering or something like that, you could get away from Westbrook in, in a couple of those portal stacks and uh go with just a Marquise Lee instead. So a couple a couple nice contrarian plays at the wide receiver position there. Um, tight ends. I guess maybe you could take a bullet with a guy like Greg Olson, Uh, a couple of positive things aside from his obviously foot injury problems. um, He did play 92% of the snaps this past weekend and uh, ran a route on, on 22 of Newton's 27 dropbacks. So if, if he just continues to maybe get a bit healthier, that's a good sign. The green Bay matchup isn't super great for the tight end, but um, you know, I could certainly see if he's only 5% owned, him, you know, having some upside there. Maybe this is the week he finally gets involved. And uh, you know, if we like playing Cam and GPPs, and uh, I certainly, again, don't mind stacking Devin Funches. He's obviously the player you want to stack with Cam, but um, I think Greg Olson will probably be a bit under-owned as well. Finally, I think um, a bit of contrarianism would be in this San Francisco-Tennessee game. Instead of going on the San Francisco side of the ball, going to the Tennessee side of the ball, San Francisco is just abysmal on defense. Marcus Mariota has been abysmal in fantasy, but this might be the saving grace situation here uh, for Mariota. This might be his ceiling game this year, so I would want some exposure to him in GPPs. And uh, I I guess I'll, I'll... you know, maybe we'll talk about who to stack him with in the stacking section, but, uh, my personal opinion is I don't mind even just like Naked Mariota just because of his legs there and who the heck are you going to stack him with. Corey Davis has been terrible. Uh, Eric Decker's been terrible. Rashard Matthews comes back. Maybe it's Rashard Matthews you want to stack him with, but, uh, yeah, it's certainly certainly tough. I mean, you could always stack him with Delaney Walker. And then uh, San Francisco has been pretty friendly to the running back position, so I don't mind even stacking with a, a running back, um, whether it's DeMarco Murray or uh, Derrick Henry. You know, you'd have to make that call. But uh, just Mariota himself, I like him as a contrarian play in a game where both pass defenses are terrible, so maybe we just um, get a little bit of a shootout. Now, don't go crazy because we've seen some of these situations before this year that haven't really panned out. But I don't mind five percent Mariota or something like that if you're, you know, playing twenty lineups, throw them in a lineup or two.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'm. I, that's what I decided to do as well because I was looking at something similar with the Titans and I kept going back to all these games to where they should have smashed and they just didn't. But it's still such a nice spot to not really take advantage of it because you you know no one's going to be on it. Everyone has seen this Titans team. I think everyone's reached the same conclusion that they have not looked very good. But you know what? Some things change and they change quickly in the NFL. And why couldn't it happen against a 49ers defense? It's been absolutely awful all season. So I, I like that call a lot. Um, one more, just a, a couple more to throw out there. Um, Alex Collins on the you know Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cleveland Browns. Now, I know. Traditionally, we do not go after uh, players that are in the running game against the Browns. That has kind of been one of their strengths, but we do see this game getting out of control, heavily in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, it's It just set up so nicely for a team to really just continue running the ball. He's been playing very well as of late, and I can see this one just really getting out of control as You know, we don't expect Flacco to have to put the ball in the air, and it's Baltimore has really shown that when they get ahead, they really don't like him throwing anyway. So a ton of touches for Alex Collins could be uh, just a fantastic spot for him to maybe go off in a tournament. I like that a lot. Um, The Eagles passing game I think is going to be one that people might not really buy into immediately since there's just so many good spots this week. And, you know, a Nick Foles, possibly Zach Ertz stack I I think would just be – absolutely fine just in you know they are playing the new york giants this week who have just been absolutely terrible on defense um at, in the second half of the season i should say um so it you know maybe nick Foles comes out and he just happens to be good you could really hit on a low low ownership percentage spot there that would be another one i really like and then um one more the samaji perrine i, I don't know if you had mentioned him but that is also a spot to where we're gonna see a guy who's likely to see a lot of volume uh Redskins are favored by four they haven't been in too many of positive game scripts as of late um so this could be a game to where he could easily have two touchdowns and with all the volume he's going to see at his price could end up being a nice game for him
2: yeah I I like all those plays Collins Pirine um both of those plays I think are good GPP plays and I definitely would uh, get some exposure to both of them probably even be a little bit overweight on both of them maybe 10-15 percent on each I I wouldn't even mind up to 20 percent I mean Alex Collins Touchdown in four straight games, including a two touchdown game. There, uh, he's getting plenty of volume. He's had double digit carries all the way back to essentially the beginning of October. October eighth game, not the October first game. Um, and he gets a few targets, especially more recently. He's had uh, at least two, two targets in every game um, since the nineteenth of November. So uh, you know, it's 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 four games in a row. He's had at least two targets. Um, not obviously huge amount of work in the passing game, but enough. Just that touchdown upside, I don't mind it. Uh, but yeah, I would say 15, 10, 15, 20% range for both of those guys is is reasonable.
0: Great, Steph All right, let's move on to the next segment of the show. But before we do, we have a message from our friends over at Draft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. There's no better time than now to try out the new app Draft. It's one week fantasy football with no management. When you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft will even take care of those pesky last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple minutes. You can hop into one right now and play for cold, hard cash as low as $1 per game. So there's a draft for everybody. No salary caps. Playing a real-life snake draft, just like you would with your friends in your season-long leagues. Come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or check them out on PlayDraft.com, whichever you prefer. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. You just got to use our promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game today for free by just using the promo code RVRADIO. Just search drafts in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play with us for free with promo code RVRADIO. right Nick continuing on the season we're in the last couple weeks here I took down last week with uh, really just a fantastic performance from Todd Gurley DeAndre Hopkins record goes to eight and six on the season getting down to the last few games here so yeah I'm gonna it looks like I'm going to start us off this week Um, yeah so this is going to be an interesting one it's just, just so many plays and And I was really thinking of taking Le'Veon Bell first. But you know what? I'm going to go in a different direction here. And I'm going to take Antonio Brown first in this one.
2: All righty. Well, I'm going to take... uh, Let's see here. I'm going to take Michael Thomas. And I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell. Okay, okay. One of each. All right. So
0: if you're going to take Le'Veon Bell, I will go... With my next running back, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. And for my next wide receiver, I'm going to go with Brandon
2: Cooks. Brandon Cooks, I like that one. I definitely would have uh, would have considered that one as well. And I like the upside there, and I talked about him as a GPP play. Definitely like that call. Um, all right, so I need to look at another pass catcher, and uh, I guess – possibly also a quarterback something like that I also have another running back I could put so lots of options here for me um, I am going to go ahead and take let's see here which quarterback do I want um, I don't think it really matters so I'm going to skip the quarterback position I'm going to go ahead and pick another pass catcher that's going to be none other than uh, Rob Gronkowski I think Back from Ooh. suspension, angry Gronk. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to stack him with Tom Brady.
0: And you're going angry Tom narrative coming off the the letdown Dolphins game. That's that is scary. That is scary to play against. Okay, so I'm going to need to round it out here with uh yeah, just one solid quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. All right, so and to follow it up with my last pick, I need a running back. I am going to go with a Mark Ingram.
2: Yeah, Mark Ingram's a pretty pretty good pick there. Um, I guess uh, you know I have uh, Brandon Cooks there, and you have Mark Ingram, so that's pretty interesting. Gets a little gross after this. Uh, I think. Good gosh! What am I gonna do? I think I'm gonna go with Devonte Freeman. That's super interesting. That is not
0: one I have considered. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. This is gonna be an interesting week. There's some. Yeah, I real... think you got
2: the. I think you got the edge here going first in a week where there's a couple major major plays. Um, I probably also made a mistake by not picking um, Ingram and uh, you know picking Gronk instead of Ingram. I probably should have picked Ingram. Then it figured out what quarterback I want. I don't think you probably would end up taking Gronk. So I probably made a little mistake there, but you never know how these things will shake out.
0: Right. Every week I think I'm going to win. I just seem to really just go right in the tank. So, yeah, we'll, just, we'll see how it all plays out. But, uh, but, yeah, let's move on to the next segment, Nick, the defensive segment. Um, you know, we kind of say it every week, defense and cash and GPPs, I don't think they're really that far off. You're really just looking – to preferably you know get a good value on your defense and just you know hope for a game with a lot of turnover so uh so yeah who are some defenses you're considering for cash for gpps just who are some defenses you like and you know in spots this week
2: yeah i think um certainly a a weird week also at defense i mean (laughs) the jaguars they're just so good they're Freaking just amazing this year, but they're priced up at $4,500 on DraftKings. Yet I still don't think they're necessarily a bad play. This defense is amazing. And now they get third string quarterback uh, TJ Yates here. Um, I, I think there's plenty of downside, so I wouldn't play them in cash games, but I think in tournaments they're a better play than in cash games. We saw last week they only put up eight points, and if you're $4,500 defense it's going to give you eight points, not not too into that for cash games, um, obviously with a, a position that's volatile like defense. So um, I'm probably not paying up for Jaguars in cash, but I like them in GPPs. I certainly don't mind that play. If you want to go a little bargain at the defense, I think Washington is an interesting defensive play um, going up against Arizona. They're at home this week. And, of course, we know Arizona uh, is on some backup quarterbacks there as well. The Redskins probably won't be highly owned. Um just because they haven't been a great defense, but they have some good pieces there. I mean, obviously they got they've got Josh Norman, um, and so I think they can probably pressure Gabbard enough. Um, maybe get a couple sacks in there. That uh, I don't mind that play of the Washington defense in GPPs. I guess my favorite cash game defense would probably have to be the Baltimore Ravens, thirty eight hundred. Against Cleveland, so uh, they're not forty five hundred dollars. A lot more palatable than thirty, or, you know, thirty eight hundred. is a lot more palatable than forty five hundred. Both with uh, Jacksonville, and Baltimore having very good matchups, and arguably Baltimore having the better matchup uh, against Cleveland. So um, I think Baltimore is probably my my favorite cash game defense. Uh, they're on the expensive side. I don't mind Washington, like I said, possibly even in cash. Um, and then uh, I think Jacksonville's a great GPP defense.
0: Yeah, like, I like those a lot. Um, the Baltimore one is probably going to be the one I'm heading to for cash games. Um, you mentioned Jacksonville. The, the price is definitely up there, but I think it warrants it just for the ceiling they have um, against uh, a third-string quarterback here, even though it is a divisional matchup. I think you still got to have at least a little bit of exposure to them. Um, the New Orleans Jets, or the New Orleans Jets, excuse me. The New Orleans Saints playing against the New York Jets. They will not have Josh McCown this week. So in all likelihood, you're going to see Bryce Petty. Um, That's a great thing for if you own the New Orleans Saints defense. as uh, There's a good reason they've been hiding these two quarterbacks behind Josh McCown all season as they are not any good. So whatever either one plays, you you know you're going to have a lot of potential defensive scoring opportunities there. Um, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, probably not as preferable, but I think one to where Andy Dalton can, he really knows how to put up some goose eggs um, and, and turn the ball over. And this Minnesota Vikings defense last week was kind of, it kind of let some people down in a in a spot last week um, where I thought they're, you know, I, they, they play Carolina, right? Um, Carolina just kind of just mopped the floor with them. So maybe they could bounce back here. And then one more that I think people might overlook, and I kind of like, and they're a little expensive, thirty three hundred on DraftKings. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins. This Miami Dolphins team coming off a big Monday night win, kind of thinking they're you know they're they're hot you know stuff, um, beating the Patriots, and just come into cold Buffalo and just get waxed here with Jake Cutler. Um, I could totally see that happening. This Buffalo team has just completely changed over the last two or three weeks. They are, you know, they, I think they've recovered from the whole Nathan Peterman debacle replacing Tyron Taylor. Um, and I think this is a perfect spot for them to really kind of maintain their spot in this ASC playoff race.
2: Interesting. Uh, Buffalo has been a tough defense for me played them. I think what was it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think it was against Kansas city and, uh, that was their best game of recent times. They've had zero, negative two, negative three, eight, five, and five. So, not exactly the hottest defense there.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But this is Jay Cutler we're talking about here. This is Jay Cutler. I, and I, I should say, they have not been scoring a ton of points, but overall, the defense has, has looked quite good. All right, so let's move on to our final segment of the show, Nick, the stacks and correlations plays. We went over a few already in the contrarian corner segment, but, but yeah, who are some teams, um, whether, it, whether it be games, teams, certain aspects of the offense in particular on certain teams that you're really looking to stack up and kind of just hit it out of the park with one of your GPP lineups this weekend?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens and Alex Collins play there, or the Redskins and Samadji Ryan. I think both of those are great DST-RB correlation plays there. Um, obviously, Cleveland, Deshaun Kaiser's been a little bit turnover prone, uh, so that could create some opportunities there for Alex Collins, and he's been getting the goal line work, as we know. I mean, with touchdowns in four straight games, five in his past four games. So, like that play, I also like the, uh, like I said, the Washington defense with P. Ryan, that correlation play there as well. And it should be pretty low owned given. I think Washington's defense could be um, somewhat low owned there. So uh, pretty, pretty good situation there. Um, I like, uh, as I said, Cam Newton with Devin Funches. I like that much more in GPP than in cash. Uh, so I definitely want to go that direction, but if you're going to run it back, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is back, right? So hopefully he'll, it'll be his, totally fine self. And I think both Devonte Adams and Jordy Nelson are fine plays. Um, $6,800 for Devonte Adams, $6,300 for Jordy. And we know Jordy is a lot better with Aaron Rodgers uh, than he has been with Brett Hundley. So if they kind of hit like hit on, like they've been at the beginning of the year where Jordy Nelson had 18.7, 20.9, a zero, and then 23, two and 23, five, uh, we're talking massive, massive value for Jordy Nelson here. So um, I think that's a, that's a great situation there for, for Jordy Nelson with Aaron Rodgers back. So you could run that back in the Cam Newton um, stack. You could you could you know maybe stack uh, Aaron Rodgers with Jordy Nelson and run it back with Funchess or, or something like that. Um, so I like. I like pieces of this game. I don't think I necessarily want to game stack this game. Um, I don't know if there's as much upside with Carolina being a pretty good defense and Rogers coming back uh, to health there. But uh, I like I like stacking parts of this game. I wouldn't do probably wouldn't do a full game stack. Um, you know, I guess I'm gonna talk about in Tennessee, I probably want to stack if I am playing Marcus Marriott, I'm most likely either play naked Mariota or probably going with Rashard Matthews. He's been the most consistent with Mariota this year. Um, So I I just think it's a good situation to pick on San Francisco. Again, don't go crazy on Mariota, 5%, 10% tops. He's been awful this year, but I think this has a chance for a ceiling game for him at $6,000. This could be his one rushing touchdown, two or three passing touchdown type game of the year. Um, and so I think if you do stack them, I probably just want to stack them with one player instead of two. I think you're probably getting a little too risky if you're stacking them with two. Uh, but So if you're stacking them with one, I like stacking him with Richard Matthews. Uh, the San Francisco side of the ball is kind of ugly, so you don't even necessarily have to game stack this just because... We don't even know if this game is going to shoot out, even though both the past defenses are pretty bad. Um, finally, if you if you like Minnesota's defense, we didn't mention them, but uh, you know I think they're certainly in play against Cincinnati. Um, then, like I said, run it back with uh, Latavius Murray or possibly even Jarek McKinnon. I think that'd be even more contrarian than doing it with Latavius Murray. Um, McKinnon could always sneak in a goal line uh, touchdown there, whether it's in the pass game or the rush game. And we saw him catch that one against Atlanta recently. So there's always the possibility that happens to him. And he is now cheaper than Latavius Murray and, and gets all the passing game work as well. Cincinnati allows a lot of points in the pass game to running backs. So um, I think this would be an interesting stack as well. It's kind of extra contrarian because usually you stack defenses with the ground running back, not one where you're going to be behind and you rely on the pass, but uh, I think McKinnon gets enough work on the ground and the pass game, just in neutral game script that it'll be fine anyway.
0: Yeah. Like there's a lot, like there's a lot. One that you didn't mention, I think is going to be pretty interesting. Um, I think I'm going to have some stacks of uh, the, you know, the New Orleans Saints passing game. You know, this is really just kind of a spot to where I think the Saints can really just kind of choose what they want to do against this defense um, because their running game is just so potent. And you know, to be honest, the Jets are much better against the run than they are against the pass. And if people overlook this passing game with Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, maybe even a little bit of Ted Ginn in there um, with the highest team total on the week, you could really just have a runaway passing game there that may go, maybe not super low on by any means, but um people with a, a lot of ownership percentage tied into Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and you just kind of happen to shoot up the you know the leaderboards up because of it so that is one I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh the Minnesota Vikings passing game um if Kyle Rudolph is out and really limits it to Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs that might be one I could see as Stacking a ton of, as you know, just it will limit the passing options, and hopefully, you just kind of get all those touchdowns consolidated into those three guys. Um, I think that would be great, and along with McKinnon as well. You, you never, he's always a factor in the passing game, too. Um, and yeah, the one I think I'm kind of looking forward to, at least trying, I'm not gonna have a ton of, and it's just this Eagles passing game, which just kind of intrigues me. I started out the week, um, not wanting to play Nick Foles at all, but in my research, I, you know, you can really tie a lot of that extremely poor play he had back to that jeff fisher led rams team when you look to him back on the chiefs um and his time in philly he was not you know starting quarterback quality by any means but um definitely passable and he gets a really nice matchup against the new york giants this week um and and you know they're really just trying to press forward um and keep this momentum going into the playoffs so so yeah i think that's another one i really like
2: Good stuff. Yeah, I think um, those are all those are all good plays, and uh, obviously we didn't mention the obvious ones like Pittsburgh and New England. You're definitely stacking those and, and things like that. But um, I do I do really do like getting uh, Brandon Cooks in these these stacks because I think he's going to be more contrarian than a guy like Hogan or even Gronk. But uh, one other one other thing I wanted to point out just this year um, in terms of DVOA, Pittsburgh allows the worst DVOA on passes to the left. Cooks lines up on the left 55% of the time. And they allow the 29th, uh, so fourth worst DVOA, to deep balls. And, of course, we know Brandon Cooks is a deep threat. So that deep and left there, um, it's not so much the cornerback matchup, but it's probably more the safety uh, there for Pittsburgh not helping over enough. And so I think we could see Brandon Cooks maybe sneak in a deep reception there on the left side of the field. Obviously, Hogan could as well, so they're both fine plays. But I really like getting Brandon Cooks in that stack there as a a more contrarian element than I think a lot of the other guys in this game will be. And uh, hey, I think Rex Burkhead $6,400 priced up. Obviously Hogan probably going to be more involved. Um, You know, I think people will be completely off of Burkhead and uh, you know, 5% Burkhead, something like that. He could have a two touchdown game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to, Look for the lower-owned parts of this game and
0: really just kind of make sure you play at least a little bit of them as it could pay dividends in in tournaments this weekend. So, So yeah, Nick, that's going to do it for this edition of On The Daily. Everyone, please remember to rate and review the Rotovis Radio channel on iTunes. Be sure to get that 30% discount for subscribing to Rotovis through the Rotovis Radio channel, rotovis.com slash podcast. So, for Nick Giffen, who you can find on Twitter at RotoDoc, I'm Heath Kruger, at HeathK on Twitter, and we'll see you next week.